Hi, and welcome back to the Wasteland Podcast. I'm your host, Lee Syatt, and I'm so happy to have you here. I actually had a really good week. We'll see how this week goes. So last week I was in Florida, and I actually ended up losing almost three and a half pounds, 3.4 pounds, and it was a little unbelievable, and we're finding I'm finding out this week that it might have been a, a little bit wrong. It's weird. Uh, it's frustrating. Like Some people, my, my friends and my family laugh at me a little bit. Not like laugh, they're not mean, but... Every time I travel now, I go with I have a scale. I don't know what TSA thinks. I don't know what they think I'm weighing, but I I, I travel with the same scale because I know that uh, a it's important for me to weigh in, and b it also um, I've known I've heard from people like my brother Jordan Syatt, who I've had on the podcast. Um, he told me that different scales will show up differently and it's true my my mom has a scale and it's about a half a pound heavier than the scale I use but then also uh when I I earlier this year I went and stayed in Florida with my dad for a couple months and I drove down and uh when I was driving down I asked my brother I I if the floor like the the surface that you weigh yourself on also plays a, a difference in um, your weighing in, and he said yes. And it's it's actually kind of fun. It's like being in space, like you know how you like you're weightless in space, uh, not weightless, but you weigh less. I wish you were weightless. That'd be fun. Um, if you ever put your scale on the rug, it it takes so much weight off. And obviously, I wasn't weighing myself on any, any rug, but um, I was frankly kind of surprised that I lost three and a half pounds last week because I went to my aunt my great aunt's birthday party and I had onion rings and cake and cookies not a lot but I had it and um I was just a little bit surprised I lost so much weight and now that I'm back uh in Massachusetts I I weigh in tomorrow and I'm about a pound and a half heavier than what I was last week and I don't think I gained a pound and a half I did the frustrating part about weighing yourself on a regular basis is the fluctuation. And so on Tuesday nights when I weigh in, I give myself a little bit of a cheat day. And I, I had ice cream. It's not a little. It's a cheat day, um, which I actually do have to tone back. Um, and if I end up gaining weight this week, I will probably be skipping my cheat day this week. Um, but... I went to, uh, we got sushi, my dad and I, and I had a lot of it. And there's something about rice that just sits in your stomach and like absorbs water and it takes a while to um, vacate the premises. I'll put it that way. And it, that's, I've been eating a lot. I think I, I know I mentioned it on here, um, like the green giant cauliflower rice. I eat it like four or five times a week. I love it. Um, I don't love it. Let me let me back that up a little bit. I tolerate it. It tastes fine. It's more about the texture. It's like just more of like I like to, when I eat, I like to have a little bit of, of starch, either rice or potatoes or whatever on my fork, and then I put some meat on it, and I like to have like, it's sort of like a, like a, a bowl. I basically make a bowl for myself, and... I used to eat a lot of rice, and then I switched to couscous, but I've, I've been having the cauliflower rice because it's A, a vegetable, and B, just so much less calories than than rice. 
and it also doesn't sit in your stomach. Um, so eating that rice is, uh, I don't think I gained weight this week. I really don't. I, I feel like I was good, um, but I could have been better. So I don't know if I lost weight, but I think that it's good. That's why they always tell you, or I don't know who they are. I've heard for a while that you're really not supposed to focus on the number, and that's all good and, and fine. But, but, but let's be honest. When you get to be big, no matter how big you are, I always I, I do feel bad. I don't want anyone. I've in the past I've said, oh, like I I might have made it seem like people who only have twenty pounds to lose like it isn't valid. I'm I that's not true. If you whatever size you're at, if you if you're unhappy with it. I can understand. It's probably a similar feeling. It feels more to me just because I had such a, a long way to go. But um, the number's important. It really, I, I wish it wasn't. And it. I'll need to hope the, the a worry that I have is I'll finally get to a healthy place and the number will still be kind of important. And I'll, it, it, that could be dangerous. So I'm working on it. But it's... There, there's for me I've been doing this almost exactly a year like oh my yeah it'll be a ten and a half months this week and I've had literally one week where I I plateaued I just I stayed the same I, I have not knock on wood gain weight any week uh, and I'm hoping I'm gonna work out today and tomorrow and I'm hoping that I'll at least maintain for this upcoming week um but it's it's something that I have to work on being so um, obsessed with it. And, and something else strange happened to me today before I get to our guest. Uh, it's been happening uh, over the last couple months, but I, in my head, I'm still the same person, like weight-wise. I understand that I've lost weight and I feel better um, and I know I look better, but it's something, and I would love to know if you feel the same way, if you've lost a, a, any sort of weight. I look at the clothes that I'm wearing and I don't I don't think I'm going to fit into it. Specifically shirts. Jeans eh not a little I am a little surprised, but like I'll look at like an, a large and even an XL. And I'm, I'm I pretty much fit into most larges now. I look at I'll just look at how what what the shirt is and I'm like I'm never going to fit into that. I just still see myself at the same size, and then I put, every time I put a shirt on, I'm like, oh my god, I can't, I actually fit into this shirt, and it's just small little things, but, um, as when, when I was feeling bad about, about maybe gaining, or, or just maintaining this week, I was like, oh, at least I fit into a a really small shirt, and I know in XL, for some people, like, that's not small, it's not, but, um, when you were, barely fitting into a 3x but on your way to probably probably needing a 4x um being down to a, just a regular large or even an xl is is pretty great and these this is an xl and it's actually getting kind of big so um i'll probably be donating these xls pretty soon but um what i am excited for this week's episode um for this reason is the mental aspect of everything and the next two episodes are going to um, be not opposites, but different points of views. So 
I, in the last round of interview of interviews that I did, and I'm going to be doing some more, so email me, wastelinepodcast at gmail.com if you want to jump on. Also, just to, if you end up missing an interview or if you decide, oh, I'm too nervous, just email me. I, I got to be honest, there were a few people this time who, who uh, just didn't show up, and I get it. It's uh, It could be a nerve-wracking thing, but... I'm not going to be mad. Just tell me that you that you don't want to do it anymore and we'll be fine. Um, but this uh, great person, Rose Stein, came on and she um, she's a very unique person. She, if you can find, you can find her at Rose Stein, S-T-I-N coaching at Rose Stein coaching. And she has a very unique background. She has a master's in health education, specializing in nutrition. She has the educational background, but where what she how she chooses to help people is she is a clinically certified hypnotherapist. Now, I can be as um, skeptical as anybody, and I'm not telling anybody. That this is the way to do it. That I frankly have. She sent me. I'm going to be doing, and I'll I'll talk about it in the next couple episodes. She sent me one of her sessions, um, and I actually talked to my dad because my my dad has done it too. I'm not sure if or how this works. I I haven't done it. I'm not. I don't want to come on here and saying, oh, this definitely works, or or the, this is real. As I found out through doing this podcast and through losing weight over the last year, it's a very mental thing. There's a physical aspect to it too, but a lot of it's mental. And if this hypnotherapy, and it's not from what I've, it's not like they're not, I think I even bring this up during the episode. It's, no one's uh, putting a, a watch in front of your face and you're not going to bark like a dog. Um, but it's it's like retraining your mental. And if it works for you, I'm thrilled. But just like for me, the OMAD, the one meal a day, has worked amazingly. I know that there will be some people that haven't tried this, that maybe this will inspire you to give it a shot. Maybe this is what works for you. So I, I'm just trying to find different possibilities and open my world and your world up to different possibilities and, and different ways of doing things. So I am very honored to talk with Miss Rose Stein of Rose Stein Coaching. And I uh, I hope you enjoy it and get a lot out of it. Oh, sorry. Before we get to Rose, I did want to let you know that this episode is brought to you by Sheath Underwear. To celebrate the 100 pounds that I lost, Sheath sent me their underwear they're great for guys like me. When you work out, you don't want your things flopping around, getting all weird. Sheath Underwear has a two-pouch compartment. It's supportive. They're soft. You look great. You feel great. And you're supporting not only me, you're supporting an American company and a veteran-owned company. U.S. Army soldier Robert Patton came up with the idea on his second tour in Iraq. Support this awesome veteran-owned company because they support me and they make a great product. Go to sheathunderwear.com, 
promo code SIAT to get 20% off of your first order. That's sheathunderwear.com using promo code SIAT, S-Y-A-T-T, to get 20% off of your first order. Every order comes with a sheath underwear, 100% money-back guarantee. Go to sheathunderwear.com, promo code SIAT, get sheath underwear, and let them support your balls. So thank you very much, and again, thank you very much to Rose Stein for coming on, and please enjoy this episode of the Wasteland Podcast. Thank you for coming on. It's it's so nice to talk to you, Rose. Yeah. I um uh, so I I I was going through your your email, and you have a bunch of expertise. You actually have a master's in health education, specializing in nutrition. So what is that? What do you like? What uh, inspired you to get that degree, and, and what do you do with that degree? <laughs> That's a really good question that I um, am still figuring out the answer to to this day. It's one of those degrees where you're like, "That's really awesome." Okay, and now what do I do, and how do I make <laughs> money? Like, what right. even is this? At least uh, you're not alone. I, I'm I'm going through the same thing. <laughs> So one of the things that inspired me, I worked at a hypnosis center because that's one of the things on my list as well that I do. And so I'm a, a clinical certified hypnotherapist and I was working at the hypnosis center for about five years. And it used to be that most of the people that came in, came in to quit smoking. And then over time, the, you know, the clientele changed and more and more of our clients were coming in for weight loss. And so I was, you know, I, you know, taught the nutrition classes and I did all these coachings with, you know, women who typically women, but some men as well who wanted to lose weight. And, you know, cause we did fears and phobias and other things that hypnosis uh, is helpful for, but there was a lot of, of people concerned about their, about their weight. And when that place closed, not only was it amazing for me, that was probably one of the coolest things that ever happened is I'm a total sugar junkie or was, I, I will frame that properly. I was a total sugar junkie. I had candy everywhere in my purse, in my pocket, in my car. I'd get up in the middle of the night and go get candy. And oh yeah, after, <laughs> apparently I, I didn't know, but apparently I'm a sugar junkie. I'm a sugar junkie. If that's how you define it, then I relate to that. And it was about three months uh, working at the hypnosis center. And I was doing that as the, as the therapist. Um, I realized that I hadn't had candy and I couldn't even remember how long I had to like think back. It had been months that it just wasn't part of my life anymore. I just didn't have that same kind of drive that I used to. And I was very inspired by that. And that, that sparked my, my desire to, to do hypnosis and, and know it very well. And so I, I moved up the ranks in that place that I was working and I ended up being the trainer and training other people. And that place ended up closing for a variety of reasons. But what that left me with was this incredible desire to know more. And I realized that Hypnosis is amazing and wonderful and beautiful and helps on a lot of levels, especially when it comes to the habits and patterns and behaviors around weight and food and a lot of other issues, but it didn't totally solve like the physical problem, right? Like people would still have gastrointestinal stuff or constipation or need to get off their diabetes medication or, you know, what's going on with my blood pressure, like all of that kind of stuff. And when that, that, that place closed, I had this huge desire in me to help those people to know 
what it was that I needed to know to help people get off of their medications, to lose weight, to feel better, to heal the inside stuff. So that was really my motivation. So I, I've been heavy my whole life and I've tried almost everything. Hypnosis is something I've heard about. I, 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 I'm staying with my dad down here in Florida. Um, and I'll have to ask him. I don't, I think he actually might've tried it for cigarettes. I'm not sure. Um, it's interesting that you have a background in hypnosis and then you also have the masters because I mean, I, I would imagine that you might run into people who are a little bit skeptical of hypnosis and, can you kind of explain what, when you when you talk, when you're talking about hypnosis is like what I'm uh, do you have a a, a watch you I uh, what is, I, I don't know what I like, I don't know how to separate what I know from movies and TV to like what a real life hypnosis session might look like right totally what a great question and yes I get that all the time because there's so yes the way that the media portrays hypnosis and there is stage hypnosis that is a thing. Um, okay. that's not, that's not what I do. That's why, like, when I tell people, I say I'm a certified clinical hypnotherapist because that at least it kind of helps a little bit. I think identify that this is not the hoogie woogie. You're not going to quack like a duck. You're not going right. to run around with a tutu or like whatever. whatever they do. Well, I, I still might, but it won't, it won't be your fault. Um, <laughs> so, so I had nothing to do with it. I swear. <laughs> so, uh, let me just interrupt you for one second. When yeah. you say certified, where's the certification from? Um, Oh my God, that was so long ago. I want to say I have the certificate. I can totally get it for you in a second. It is, uh, um, uh, is it Pennsylvania? Something with a P university. Oh, it's so actually, it it's, like a, it's a, from a university. It's not, it's like, it's a, okay. That's it. It's interesting. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't realize that it was such a, um, accepted or like, like I, I didn't know if it was like from like an, a hypnosis Institute. So it's actually from like a, an actual university. That's interesting. Okay. Yeah. So the thing about hypnosis is that, and this was the best thing that the man who trained me, Dr. Patrick Porter, what he said, he's like, Rose, we're not trying to get anyone into hypnosis, right? Because so many people are like, well, you can't hypnotize me and we'll try it. And they tried to get like defensive, right? Like you, you can't control me. He said, we're not trying to get anyone into hypnosis. What we're doing is we're helping them get out of the hypnosis that they place themselves into. Interesting. That train of thought that keeps people stuck in the same pattern over and over again, whatever it is, whether it's an addictive pattern, whether it's um, you know any kind of harmful pattern at all, whether it's with food or cigarettes or just negative thinking, whatever it is, that's their own hypnosis. They're repeating to themselves the same lie, if you will, Right? right. That they're stuck, that they can't do it, that it's hard, that it's going to be a lot, that, you know, it's going to bother somebody else. It's going to bother them. It's going to take too much time. It's too much money. They're not worth it. Whatever, whatever all of that is, that's their own hypnosis. We are all in a state of hypnosis. We are all just kind of doing our own thinking and our own thoughts are bouncing around in our own mind and it's creating feelings and the feelings create the thoughts and it just in this cycle. So really what hypnosis, the way that I was trained with it, what it does is it helps break that state. It helps actually wake you up a little bit. It helps you take back control of your life and your thinking and your mind and your actions and your behaviors. So you're not just going on autopilot 
getting the same results that you've always gotten. Interesting. So is this, is this like, cause you, you have the masters is, is hypnosis, is this something that a doctor would recommend or is this something that, that someone would have to come and find you apart from like a medical doctor? Yeah, it still is on the fringes for sure. Now what's not on the fringes is meditation. Right. Okay. So hypnosis is very similar, except for like meditation, it can be used for a variety of different things, but ideally the goal is really about relaxing, mm-hmm. which is step one for hypnosis. Hypnosis really takes it a step further. And the way that I was trained, it's not traditional Ericksonian hypnosis. It's more of a combination of that with NLP, which is neuro-linguistic programming, So it's the phrasing of words, where we use the words, the repetition of words, the power of words to create experiences for us and through that experience, because the greatest thing that the greatest gift that God gave us was the ability to create, to imagine, to think beyond our present circumstances into a different reality. I mean, everything that you see that's not made by mother nature was thought up in somebody's mind first. That's true. So can you, who, what type of person or, or what, because that there's different reasons why people are heavy. What, what do you think would make someone a good candidate for this? Mm, a candidate for the type of program that I have where I use hypnosis as part of one of my tools. Right. Yeah. What, like what, um, is there, is there a type of, 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 issue that someone might have that maybe um, this is not a good fit for, or is there something like on the other side, like someone who would be a perfect fit for hypnosis? Mm, What a great question. So the only people that really cannot be hypnotized, it's not the ones who are certain that they can't, right? Those are the ones that actually are the easiest to hypnotize. (laughs) Okay. Actually, the smarter you are, the higher your IQ is, like the easier you are to hypnotize, which is kind of funny. And again, it doesn't have anything to do with, you know, being controlled. It's, It's that if you can follow direction. Right. So the people who cannot be hypnotized are people who have about an IQ of 70 or below. But if you have the IQ of 70 or below, we wouldn't, you know, you obviously don't because we wouldn't be sitting here having this conversation. It would be hard for a person like that to find the door, to go somewhere, to have a job, right? Like right. the okay. basic idea is like, if you can follow direction, you can learn. And that's really what hypnosis is. It's, it's really about understanding the way that your own mind works. And that's really what I want to do is empower my clients. I tell them what I'm doing while I'm doing it. So that they know, so that they can then use that same technique in other areas of their life. So when, when like, I'm just trying to imagine what this looks like. I, I was just thinking about get out. Like, I'm not, what is, what is a hypnotized person? Like, they, they still have all their mental acuity. Like, they can, they still know what's going on. Like, it's not like, it's not like you're going to snap a finger and then like, they're going to be like, I want a cheeseburger now. Like, what, what, what? <laughs> what does it look like? What is a uh, hip? Like, what does a successful look like? Yeah. I mean, that's actually, that's called the post hypnotic suggestion with the snap of the fingers. And then it, it connects like mentally you connect to something and, and actually you've already done this many times yourself. And we all have, 
right? I, I remember years ago, I mean, I hadn't eaten McDonald's and I can't even tell you how long, but I went to go see Supersize Me with a friend of mine. Oh, yeah. Dude, you can only stare at French fries on the big screen for so long before you have to go get McDonald's French fries. Right. I've been there. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my limit's about 0.8 seconds. So I... <laughs> that's so real so if you think about it we all have post-hypnotic suggestions that are interweaved actually the training that i got for the hypnosis was very similar to the training that a friend of mine got at a very prestigious school for marketing okay it's the same kind of training it's how do the how does the human mind work how do we get people to do what we want them to do? That's marketing. Right. Hypnosis is how does the human mind work? How do we get people to do what they want to do? People okay. come to me, they want to lose weight. They've been wanting to lose weight for 10, 20, 30, 40, sometimes 50 years. Why are they not doing it? It's not that hard. It's not right. magic, right? There's there's no magic pill. Like you got to change your eating and you got to change the way that you think about yourself and your body. You got to change the way that you think about food. Definitely easier said than done, but it's not, it's not like you can, it's not a total mystery. Right. I mean, to be honest, like you said, it's not a mystery at all. It's um, to me, I think everyone, especially people who are big, we know exactly what you're supposed to eat uh, vegetables and if you eat meat meat or like the, the, there's no secret but it's right. it's more of a mental thing where i i, I want to have french fries and <laughs> it's it's not it's 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 a willpower thing it's uh, it's an emotional thing it's uh a, just a habit i yep. think for a lot of people so what how do you and, and how does hypnotherapy adjust these issues? Right, great question. So the way that the mind works, we if we are not intentional, it's easy to think that it just is what it is. That we have no control, that we've got no power, that again, it just is what it is. Like snap the finger, I want a cheeseburger. See the French fry, gotta have the French fry. It's noon, gotta have pizza or whatever, right? Like, but the reality is that there is space between the thought and the action. Mm -hmm. And with hypnosis, because we're never going to make a change in the state of frustration, irritation, anger, stress, right? And like, that's typically where a lot of people tend to go when they're dieting, right? It's like, it's control. It's like, okay, I got it. I'm going to do this. I'm going to drink this. I'm going to have this. I'm going to have this little bit of that. And like, they get in control and it kind of feels a little bit good because then it's like, we got this focus and we're in control. Okay. We're doing the diet. Like we're, you know, we're losing the weight. And then what happens is that we kind of fall back into these other habits and patterns of, of thinking and wonder and wonder why. So we didn't really need the control to begin with, because when we are in that state of, of, of stress, you could only manage that for so long. And then you're going to fall back into your subconscious patterns of behavior and thinking. So if we get relaxed first, like the beginnings, 
a, a hypnosis session or a meditation, just think of it like a meditation, right? You're breathing deep, you're calm, your body is relaxed, you're calming your mind, you're letting the stress of the day go. And we kind of calm ourselves first. Our nervous system calms, back, calms down. We begin to go into that place of creativity, we begin to go to that place where we can think beyond our present circumstances, where we can create a life and a pattern of thinking beyond our wildest dreams and really allow ourselves an opportunity to bring together the resources that we have, the genius that's inside of our own body to heal, to protect, to, to, to serve. And so when we relax and then we have some guidance on how to then um, think differently and navigate differently. So one of the techniques I'll just tell you that I use is called future pacing. You've probably heard this, right? And again, no. okay. So again, they, they use that in, um, in marketing as well, right? You want to future pace. You want to put into somebody's future, the action or activity that you want them to have with hypnosis. It's, it's the action or activity that my client wants to have for themselves, right? It's not what I want them to have. They've come to me and said, I have this problem and I'd like to solve it. So one of the techniques that we use is future pacing. So as you think of your future tomorrow, the next day, the next day, you want to add in the things that you want to be there. So if you are wanting to drink more water, but you don't really want like water, then in the state of relaxation, you want to be thinking about yourself tomorrow as you wake up, you're feeling good, you're putting your feet down on the ground, you kind of roll your shoulders back, you look at your watch, you you know, you notice that it's perfect time, you look outside, the sky is just a perfect blue as the sun's beginning to come up, you're feeling invigorated by the life energy of the sun. You see, we, we're creating a, an experience, we're creating an environment and your mind is going along with it. And somewhere along that way, we want to add in that you're grabbing a glass of water and it's invigorating to your soul and to your system. That water is life-giving and forgiving as you take a nice mm, sip of that water and it allows a cooling sensation to run through your body, creating healing and vitality. And then as you're moving through your day, do you see what I mean? We're creating a whole world where what it is that you want is incorporated into your life. And in that state of relaxation, as we begin to future pace the, the, the success and the habits and patterns that you want, then when we wake up, it's so much easier to do that. Let me give you one more example. Go ahead, right. of course. <laughs> the way that the subconscious mind works is like a three-year-old, right? A one, two, three, four, five, six years old, you're pretty much 100% in your subconscious mind, which means you are just absorbing. There's no judgment, right? They, you're just in a state of like, oh, this is, this is just how, how it is. The subconscious mind is like a young child, where there, again, there's no judgment, but then that also means that there's not really a lot of discernment. Okay. And so the subconscious mind just takes things as it is. It doesn't really understand no. 
It doesn't understand the not because it deals in images and stories and metaphors and thoughts, just like the little story that we went on about like, you know, waking up in the morning and seeing the sun and the invigoration of the water. Like you, you were creating a picture, right? I'm sure you had a particular window in your mind as you were thinking about it. And like, there was maybe a mountain because I, I have a certain mountain where the sun comes up. So that's what I was imagining. So we all have a little bit of a different thing in our mind as people are talking and our imagination is going and creating pictures and images. And that's how our subconscious works. So for example, if you tell a three-year-old as they walk in the door and they slam the door really loud and it jars you and you go, don't slam that door. Well, the subconscious mind doesn't totally understand don't. So especially, if, you know, oftentimes children, and they'll keep doing it. They'll keep slamming the door. And you're like, dude, I told you. You're like, what don't you understand? You know what I mean? Like, don't slam the door. And they're like, they look so innocent, right? They're like, I didn't mean to. You're like, how did you not? I literally just told you not to slam the door. Like, how are we not on the same page? And what we don't understand is that the subconscious mind is the exact same. You can't say, don't eat the cake, don't eat the cake, don't eat the cake. When you go to the party, don't eat the cake. Rose, you're not having any cake. No matter what happens, no cake. You get to the party, what do you do? You eat all the cake. <laughs> or I eat all the cake, not you. But. I, I I eat all the cake. And then I'm like, I'm weird and obsessed because I said that I wasn't going to do it and I didn't want to do it, but here I am doing it. And I was imagining it. And now here I am. So you can't not do something. You can't not think of something, right? If you really want to not eat the cake, you have to imagine then what the, excuse my French. You can say what whatever the, you want. That's fine. What the F are you going to do if you're not eating the cake? And that's what you have to rehearse and rehearse and rehearse and rehearse. If I'm not eating the cake, what am I doing? Okay. I'm talking to people. You know what? I'm going to ask them questions. I'm going to see what the name of every single person at that party's mother is. I'm going to ask them if they have a dog. I mean, that's kind of ridiculous, but you see what I mean, right? Like, you want to place into your future exactly what it is that you want and rehearse that over and over. And then it makes it easy. Then it's like, oh, I've been hypnotized. I walk in. I wasn't even thinking about the cake. I was thinking about what's your dog's name. So how do you, because I, I, I really do believe that there's some sort of addictive qualities to food. And like when you were talking earlier about future pacing before I started, well, again, all the times I failed losing weight, something that I noticed is if I had food at the house, I'd be okay. But a lot of times my day would get away from me and I'd just be starving and I'd be like, I'm, I'm, I, I'm so hungry. I, I can't go to the store and make the food. I'm going to, I'm just going to go to McDonald's. So how do you, how does hypnotherapy, sorry address that address like even uh, like even if someone has a plan and they've done all this work but they just get starving one day and there's a mcdonald's there or or, or does it address this at all or or how does that work yeah that's a really great question so part of part of my program is you know it's something that dr lustig i'm not sure if you're familiar with dr robert lustig i don't believe i am no Oh man, you would really dig him. His new book is called Metabolical and it really talks about the addiction, the food, food, addiction, sugar. It's not food, right? Because I'm not addicted to broccoli, honestly, right? right? No, yeah, no, I don't think anyone is. 
No. And I'm not addicted to really anything that's real food, you know, like, yeah, I like tomatoes, but I've never dreamed of a tomato or gotten up at two o'clock in the morning to go get a tomato. Right. Of course. Yeah. (laughs) So like real food isn't actually addictive. It's the way that we process it and the chemicals that are added to it and the sugar and the concentrating of the sugar and all of that stuff. And so one of the things that he said, was like, you know, Rose, you can't fight your physiology for long. So if you're starting the the morning with either nothing or a donut and coffee, it's a fight. It's a struggle the whole day. So really making sure that it's not negotiable that I take care of my body. It's not negotiable, right? My breakfast is not negotiable. My lunch, it's not negotiable. My dinner, it's not negotiable. Like that's part of the retraining of the the mind is to also care for the body so that it's not fighting itself, right? We don't want to be fighting our physiology. I mean, yeah, hypnosis is wonderful. Could you probably go, you know, the two weeks without food and have hypnosis help you? Sure. But that doesn't sound awesome. (laughs) Right. So to me, it sounds... Not not another word, but to me, it sounds like hypnosis is a way of just being a little bit more mindful about what you're eating. Like, is it, it seems like that's kind of at least part of what you're helping people with is is really not having it get to a point where you're starving and oh, well, I'm just gonna get pizza now. It's it, it's more of just retraining your brain to think in different ways. Is is that a a good way of describing it? That's a really good way of describing it. And as you were talking, I, I, it kind of sprung into my mind. It's the fight too, right? You know, like, like, like that internal, you know, the good girl, the bad girl that wants to one, the one that wants to control the one that wants to indulge, like that argument, like constantly hypnosis is incredibly powerful at softening that argument and really getting all the different parts of ourself to, to, to un, uh, it means it's like, it's like, it's unblend, but then work together. Right. So that there's not a fighting anymore inside that we're just, we're being consistent with who we really are. Cause the reality is your body wants to be healthy. It wants to eat real food. It wants to be at its ideal weight. It wa- your mind wants to be clear. You want to have energy. Like every single cell and system and organ inside the body is doing the best that it can every single day with what it's got, right? And it's always striving for balance, for homeostasis, for health. And if we just get out of the way, then it can really do its job a lot better. And so that internal fight of like, well, I whatever the inner dialogue is, and it's different for all of us. Well, I deserve it. It doesn't matter this little bit, you know, who cares? <laughs> yeah. I, I've, I've had all those conversations. <laughs> totally. We all have. So what, how, because I mean, I I've been doing this for almost a year. Uh, and I, I probably have a, a six to eight more months to go. If I had to guess uh, on, on just like the losing part, like the, I guess this is a two-part question. A, how long would, does it usually take, like how many sessions until people start seeing results usually? And then on a, and I, I'm sure it could be different for every person, but on an ongoing basis, is there a benefit to seeing 
and getting treatments uh, multiple times and and how often do people normally see you yeah that's a that's a great question um you're gonna notice results immediately and why that is regardless if you change anything about the way that you eat which you will because when we're not stressed out, I mean, the thing about hypnosis is that anything that stress makes worse, hypnosis makes better. Okay. And so just knowing and having um, a plan is so relieving to the human psyche. Then you take it a step further and you actually have not just a plan, but an actual tool that helps you calm your mind, helps your body heal. Like they call the um, autonomic nervous system, right? Cause you have the, the sympathetic and the parasympathetic. So the sympathetic nervous system is your stress, right? The fight or flight, like, all right, let's go, let's fight. Like we're all stressed out. The parasympathetic nervous system is our rest and digest. And so when we're actually intentionally resting and digesting, our body actually gets the nutrients from the food that we are eating. Our mind feels calm. It's a signal to the brain that we are safe, that everything is okay. When we take those few deep breaths in, when we calm our mind and our body, when we allow some space, some, some time, right? Dedicated to our mental and physical and emotional health, it is incredibly healing. And so bodies hold on to weight for many reasons. One of them is because things are toxic, right? Like there's a lot of chemicals, the body stores it in the fat cells and it will just hold on to it for a while. Um, when there's stress, the body will hold on to things. Um, obviously when we have extra food, it will hold on to things for a lot of women. It's emotional, you know, for a lot of people, it's emotional and our body will hold on to things. And so when we are, telling ourselves our little girl and our little boy inside and we're taking that time that everything is okay all of that moves through a lot easier and you start to lose the weight very quickly so you'll notice right away um it depends because healthy weight loss is about one to three pounds a week Right. So depending on how much weight you want to lose, right? It could be a month, it could be a couple of years. Right. And 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 do you see people on like a weekly basis, a monthly basis or a quarterly? Like how often do you see people? Yeah, so I have a a group program that I am running right now and so I have 12 hypnosis sessions that are the best and most powerful for that those first stages of of weight loss and I mean, it's pretty typical. We all need to do basically the same things, right? More veggies and fruit, less processed food, more water, more rest, right? Less right. stress, right? So it's pretty standard. So I have like a standard 12 step, um, 12 hypnosis processes. Um, and then we have coachings so that we can kind of deal with the emotional stuff that comes up. So we talk every week, we have coaching, co- coaching calls, and they're going through with like whatever the lesson is that week and the hypnosis that goes along with it. And then you can just continue to cycle through. And that's one of the things that we have done as well, because it always comes back to the basics. And I think that's one of the things that, 
you know, and maybe for you as well, but that people kind of forget, it's like what you're doing right now should be pretty much the same as what you're going to be doing in five years. Right. Okay. That makes sense. That's right? inter- That's interesting. So where, uh, where can people find you if they're interested in learning more about you? Oh my God, I would love for you to come join. So I have a Facebook group where I go live every week and I, you know, give valuable information to my ladies. I do interviews myself. We do challenges. It's really quite awesome. So that group is called ladies. Let's button those jeans again. I also do have a website. If you want to go there, it's rosesteincoaching.com. You can find me at Instagram, rosesteincoaching.com. Those are good places. Awesome. And then if, if someone wanted to do research, like if, is there either a book or a website or article that you think would um, be a good uh, resource on hypnosis? Yeah. Let me, um, as I'm just kind of looking here, this is, this is the one here. So this book here was written by the guy who trained me, Dr. Patrick Porter, and it's called Psycholinguistics, the Language of the Mind. I don't know if that's, is that backwards for you? No, no, I can see it. Okay. Psycholinguistics. And, and the language who, of the mind. Yeah. And who's it by? Dr. Patrick Porter. Dr. Patrick Porter. Okay. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, Rose, that was um, like, uh, as we talked about in doing this for for almost a year and doing this podcast for over six months it it really has shown me how mental and how emotional for a lot of people losing weight is and i think that like like for me i I do a system where i have one meal a day and Mm -hmm. that wouldn't work for a lot of people but obviously there's things that that work for people and and if what I'm trying to do with this podcast is give people all of the options that are out there. And if hypnosis works for them, I, I'm, I'm so happy. And it obviously seems to, to be something that, that you believe in because it's something you've dedicated uh, your life to. And I, I, I just thank you for coming on today. Yeah. Awesome. Thank you very much to Rose Stein for coming on again at Rose Stein coaching on Instagram she was very nice to come on and talk to me about it. Again, she's very knowledgeable. She has a master's degree. She's been doing She's certified. She's done this for years. Listeners of this podcast were the one who told her to call in, and she was very generous with her time. I will be trying one of her sessions out. And again, I'm not sure how to feel about it. The skeptic in me, when I hear about hypnotherapy, doesn't want it to work. But as a person who who knows what it's like to lose weight and feel like you've tried everything, I hope it does work for you if you try it. And maybe Rose isn't the person to do it for you. Maybe there's someone, because she does it mostly online, and probably a lot of people do it online now because of uh, the corona. But if you have someone who can do it in person, try it out there's nothing bad that's going to happen from it. Like I said, you're not going to bark like a dog every time you hear a bell. It's uh, it's worth a shot, and I would, I'm just very happy and thankful that Rose Stein of at Rose Stein Coaching came on. If you are interested, check her out on Instagram. Tell her that you heard her on the Waistline Podcast, and 
I wish you all the best of luck. And Rose, thank you again for coming on. I thank you for listening to the Wasteline Podcast. I will be back next Tuesday, as I am every Tuesday, with a brand new episode. And next week's episode, like I said at the beginning of this episode, will be a different point of view. Uh, Next week, I have a medical doctor who is coming on. And and we had a great talk about uh, her work specializing in helping people lose weight. So we're going to get both sides of the spectrum and I, I just I really appreciate you checking out and listening and watching. Please tell a friend. And don't forget that this podcast is brought to you by Sheath Underwear. Go to sheathunderwear.com and use promo code SIAT. That's S-Y-A-T-T to get 20% off of your first order. Sheathunderwear.com using promo code SIAT to get 20% off of your first order. Thank you all so much. I will see you next week on the Wasteline Podcast.